Welcome into the Paul Kuharski podcast. I'm excited to talk Titans football with you today, starting with Kyle Phillips' return to the team, the restart of divisional play, Jack Gibbons' outstanding play so far, particularly against the Bengals, and kicker dependability, something we haven't talked about for four years. I'm brought to you by Zen Sports. I'll give you a fantastic offer for them from them in just a little bit. Let's get right to it. Start uh, judging by social media. You people are generally not excited by the idea of Kyle Phillips. Now, I understand that uh, he has been hurt. Two injuries last year and one this year have amounted to him being on the field for just four games. But Mason Kinsey's back on the practice squad. Uh, He's not. So Phillips is not only going to play receiver in Indianapolis, he's going to return punts. And you say, well, you know, why give him all of that? He's just going to get hurt again. But he's a football player. Joe Rex Road and I talked about this on the radio in Nashville on, on Wednesday morning. Uh, he says he's a football player. You got to put him out there to play football. Now, if he breaks again, you know, they've got real problems. But you should be – excited at the idea of him being back on the field for this team. In in these first four games, Titans have been lacking in some areas, and one of them is short area quickness. And when they could not find plays in the two games where they could not find the end zone in New Orleans and in Cleveland, they desperately needed some short area quickness. And short area quickness is the first line on the resume of Kyle Phillips. Short area quickness is what Kyle Phillips does. Be mad at him over getting hurt three times in two years and only playing four games. But you can't say be done with him when he's available again and he brings a quality that the team utterly has lacked without him. DeAndre Hopkins has been great at converting third downs, and Kyle Phillips can help even more, and you can't turn away the help. Here's a bit of what Phillips had to say on Wednesday. I feel good. I feel healthy, and most, most importantly, like, I'm just excited. You know, I get to play football again. So, <laughs> has, it, uh, has it gone about, you know, in, in terms of speed or timetable, about as what you expected or quicker? or? Yeah, I would say as expected. Um, the trainers in there did a great job of just, you know, staying on top of me in terms of the rehab and also just working out, making sure I'm staying in shape. So when I do come back, uh, I'm ready to go. When you did it, you, were you discouraged a bit after the injury stuff last year? Was there a little bit of here we go again? And how long did it take you to get out of that and back into Not so much as here we go again, but obviously, you know, I was real upset when I first got hurt. But, um, you know, I give myself a day or two, and after that, get over it and start working towards getting healthy again. Short area quickness certainly seems like something this team's not had enough of uh, mm-hmm. in, in your time away. How much do you think you can add to, to kind of an area this team needs? I feel like I add a lot. I feel like that's definitely a, a strength in my game, so I feel like I could contribute a lot. Do you get any sense, uh, Kyle, as, as to whether you'd be ready to go as early as this week? Or Yeah, I'm going uh, to go out there, practice practice like I'm going to play, and then you know at the end of the day it's all it's up to the coaches. So. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, he's got a chance to be a a home run addition. I I understand your hesitation. If he stays healthy, there are legitimate reasons for the expectations. And I I know a lot of you don't want to hear about it, but it's the truth. The AFC South. Titans are 
72.2% in the division from 2020 to present. 72.2%. Five and one against the Colts. Four and two against the Jaguars. Four and two against the Texans. That winning percentage is the third best for any team in any division in that span. The Chiefs are 82.3% against the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos in the AFC West. The Bills are 80% against the Patriots, Patriots, the Patriots, uh, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jets in the AFC East in that span. What's the common thread? Well, first off, the Colts and the Texans and the Jaguars have not been very good during this span of time. But Derrick Henry has been very good during this span of time, and he's been very good against those teams. 15 games against for him against the AFC South in that time. He missed some when he uh, broke his jo- fracture to Jones, suffered a Jones fracture in his foot against the Colts. Um, 48.2% of his yards in those three seasons came in those 15 games against those three division rivals. Four of his six 200-yard games came in that span to go with 16 rushing touchdowns. Pretty damn dominant um, and a pretty good answer to why the Titans have um, had the run of play against these three teams over those three seasons. They need to pick that up and run with it. They lost, obviously, two to the Jaguars um, in, in their downfall last season that lost them the division. Henry's the biggest element here. Um, the Colts are better than I thought. They came back from a big deficit against the Rams last week and then lost to them in overtime, but they've got wins at Houston and at Baltimore, the Baltimore game in overtime against the Ravens. Arden Key said he knows the Titans are going to get the best from a team that's lost five straight to Tennessee. The running back luck is over for the Titans. They missed Alvin Kamara in the opener. They suspended. They missed Auckland. Man, I'm having trouble. Austin Eckler in the the second game with an injury. They missed Nick Chubb in the third game after he suffered a terrible injury. But Jonathan Taylor returned to practice on Wednesday for the Colts after a four-week IR stint and some ugly politics between he and his team over a contract situation. But the expectation is he's going to play on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium, and that will be uh, the best running back the Titans have seen so far this season. Mike Vrabel said, despite the fact that there's a new coaching staff, the Titans have seen every variety of run that Taylor can do uh, in a game. It's uh, Anthony Richardson, the new quarterback, who uh, you know is running a lot of RPO variations and keepers off of that stuff that is the new element that the Titans have to figure out there. And um, that's a new layer of danger in combination with Jonathan Taylor. That's going to be uh, very interesting to watch. And from, from a Titans fan perspective, probably pretty frightening to watch. 
Zen Sports, as you see up over my shoulder, is a primary sponsor of this podcast. Listen to this sweet deal. If you are not a member of my site, here's how easy it is to get a free year's membership. Go get the Zen Sports app. Sign up using my code, capital letters, T-N-Paul, T-N-Paul. Then you make a $10 bet, and off of that first $10 bet, you get a free one-year membership to paulkuharski.com. Costs $5.99 a month, but not for you. Free membership. You get everything I write. You get uh, video chats, one during the week, one from the Prescott box after the game. You get Mike Herndon's weekly column. You get Blake Bettingfield preview and review from a scouting perspective. You get a slot in um, in our private Facebook group. You get 5% off at uh, Tennessee Tickets and everything else that comes with being a member. It's a phenomenal deal. You get 5% back of everything you bet in the first 15 days, and you get up to 3% back in cash from Zen Sports every month at the end of every month. Outstanding deal. Uh, zensports.com, use TN Paul. If you're an existing member and you deposit $250, they'll give you another $250 in cash. Outstanding stuff. Use code TN Paul at Zen Sports. No reason not to do it. Jack Gibbons was viewed not just by me, but by a lot of people, but I'll talk about me. I judged him as the absolute weak link on defense. Uh, you know, smart guy, going to show up in the right spot almost all of the time, but how quickly can he get to the right spot? He's not, not a great athlete, and you need uh, in this day and age to be pretty athletic to get to spots to slow down tight ends and running backs, uh, to keep up with, with people in coverage or to, to get up and, and run front. He's obviously benefiting, uh, as is Aziz Al-Shair, from the great uh, run defense being played in front of him, largely by Jeffrey Simmons and Tier Tart. But the, the professor, as uh, Mike Vrabel nicknamed him back in his first training camp last year, is no weak link right now. He's playing really good football. Alas, he's been so good with his smarts and his positioning that no one is really putting him in a spot where whatever he's lacking in athleticism is coming back to bite. He was so good against the Bengals, and he's been better than solid all season long. Next to Aziz Al-Shair, Gibbons played 72% of the snaps, which is a much bigger share than I would have estimated um, the second inside linebacker would have played, no matter who he was. Part of that may be uh, Elijah Molden was, was out for a game there, but that's still a really big share. He's not been a liability against the pass, which I would have predicted he would have been. So my forecast was way off here. And we've got to simply commend the guy. He's been terrific. He's really worthy of applause. I hope uh, for the Titans' sake he can keep it up. And uh, as an undrafted guy in his second year, he's been a real revelation. I talked to uh, Al Shire about him. Man, he's been doing a really good job. Uh, just like I talked about earlier, the communication has been on point. Um, he's making plays in the right spot. Um, you know, I, I love playing with him. He's doing a really good job. His, uh, he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he makes up for it. In, in smarts is kind of his reputation. Mm -hmm. He'd tend to be in the right spot all the time. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's been one of the biggest things for him uh, since I've been here is just being where he's supposed to be um, and trusting in the calls. And I think when you just trust in what the coaches are saying and, you know, you know where you're supposed to be, uh, you can make a lot more plays than if you just kind of, like, all over the place. So he did a good job. Do you know much about him before you got here? Uh, no. Before I got here, I mean, you know, you kind of just, like, scan the roster, see who, who is there. Um, but, no, I didn't know much about him. Been fun getting to know him? 100%. All the guys. Honestly, like our whole group is really good group, but from top to bottom, it's been a good time. Aziz is a, is a terrific guy. He's been a, a terrific addition to the locker room. And Gibbons is also a terrific guy. Uh, he's easy to talk to, uh, I think, really self-aware. Um, and I think it translates to the way he's uh, he's played football for this team. So um, a bright spot at what? Many of us, uh, I think, agreed was a weak position. Let's talk about kickoffs. One of the sexiest things there is in football is a kickoff. Who doesn't like to watch a kicker approach the ball and send it often to a touchback or to a return that gets to maybe the 25-yard line? Sexy, sexy stuff. Look, the Titans – have had way, way, way too much uncertainty for way too long at the kicker spot. And they finally have some stability. So it actually is a sexy element of this football team. He's 10 for 10 with field goals. And the biggest concern with him coming in after they traded a seventh round pick to New England to acquire him was uh, kickoffs because the Titans weren't going to have uh, Ryan Stonehouse take care of kickoffs the way New England has had their punter uh, handle kickoffs. Uh, Folk is is uh, about to turn 39, I think. And kickoffs here uh, have been a non-issue. On the occasions that he had to take them in New England, they, they were poor. Uh, 11 touchbacks, a 57.9 touchback rate. And an average drive start against Tennessee of the 25.2-yard line. That's 23rd in the league. I'm fine with that. Um, You're getting a good rate of touchbacks. People are getting roughly to the touchback line when they do return it. And, uh, you know, look, uh, things have been bad on special teams at times here. Um, I think the coverage is is – Plenty good. And, uh, you know, these rankings, the, the, the best team is the 22-yard line. So you're talking about a matter of three yards. I know every yard counts, but uh, I've got no complaints about kickoff and kickoff coverage. I think Folk has been uh, a revelation. And when he arrived, he said, I knew uh, I could be headed somewhere this year in, in a kicker battle. Um, in New England where I needed to kick off. And so I trained differently this offseason to get myself in a position where I was more prepared to kick off. And uh, a couple of us had a conversation with him. I mean, so, for your routine. For your routine. I mean, that, that, that changes my routine, right? So that, that does. You have, to, you have to think like kicking off is, I guess you could say like, throwing a, a fastball as hard as you can, right? You don't want to necessarily do that. A lot of times you want to throw your fastball and paint the corners with it. So you got to be able to understand yourself and how you're doing things. And I want to make sure that I can continue to do 
what do you do on a daily basis, on a practice basis, get ready for practice, get ready for game. So, I mean, that that's a big thing that changed and I had to kick off. And so um, my routine has changed from the practice side of things to the weight room side to the treatment side to everything. So when you arrived, are you the, about the the touchback percentage is over 50%, and uh, you think you had a bunch on Sunday. I uh, just try to do what I'm asked to do. That's really it, you know? So um, I'm more happy that I got the win. That, to be honest, that's only that matters in the end of the day is the, the win call. Um, if they were to ask me to hang them up, I'd hang them up. They would ask me to hit them deep, hit them deep. So I just do what I try to do and um, do, what, do what they ask me to do and um, try to do the best of my ability. When you got here, you said your off season Workouts change to get ready for for the for the to kick touchback. How much uh, that obviously worked? It, it seems like. How pleased are you with what you did in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it was putting a focus back in and kicking off. Where New England didn't have to do that. I had to be ready to hit the specialty kickoffs and um, you know maybe do a kickoff here and there. Not the major in it. Let's call it. So um, that was the focus off season was to, to get better to get back into that and a lot of that was just extra time on the field extra extra work refining the technique refining the um, the little nuances that go into kicking off versus kicking field goals um, and then you know being ready to do it at 38 years old uh, I mean I'm 39 a month so um, continue to to keep my body in shape for. The rest of the season, continuing to play, and I think that's a big thing is just to continue to do that and, and work to to get better. And so, I started that preparation whenever I started my offseason training. I don't even remember, but um, that's the, that's the big thing is just trying to make sure you have a plan to, to kind of get rolling and keep it keep it going. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people still probably think it's easy to go find a kicker. The Titans have proven over the last four years, at least for them, it's not been. And I think they can learn a lot from this area. It's kind of a uh, microcosm, if you will. They didn't dedicate enough resources, effort, attention to the spot since Ryan Suckup tried to come back from, from his knee injury in 2019, and they were a mess for four years at the spot. There's no guarantee that uh, that Nick Folk continues doing what he's doing, but he's clearly a very capable kicker. Here they identified a veteran, judged him to have more leg strength than he had needed to show in New England on, on, the, on the touchbacks where he wasn't kicking off dealt a future seventh rounder for him, and solved the damn problem. We can say it's an easier hole to fill than a lot of other holes that they might have, but it hadn't been, again, for, for four seasons. And they should learn from how they found Nick Folk and fixed a problem. Hopefully he can sustain the excellent work he's doing for them, and hopefully they can be better at looking outside, at finding a guy who maybe doesn't have all of the attributes that they need, but say, hey, here he, he can be more than he's been where he is. Let's get him and bring him in. Now, he didn't cost a lot, and that's all well and good. Dennis Daly didn't cost a lot either. But the forecast that Dennis Daly could come 
and be more in Nashville than he was in Charlotte was way the hell off, right? What if they, and I know it's a different general manager, but what if they had been able to, to make that same deal for a left tackle who was competent at least a year ago when they traded for their swing tackle? And instead of winding up with a disaster like Dennis Daly had wound up with somebody who was, again, to use a perfectly fair word, competent. If they had gotten a Nick Folk of swing tackles instead of a Dennis Daly of swing tackles. Would have been quite refreshing. Could have done a hell of a lot to have helped them in 2022 instead of landing them where they landed with what they had. And quite frankly, they haven't done better with Andre Diller. So while I'm there, let's go. Nicholas Petit Frere played in the period that we saw on Wednesday, the individual period. He's playing on the left side in, in most or all of what we saw. And they had two combinations of, of left guard and left tackle in the part I watched. I watched receivers for a while to see Phillips. And then I watched offensive line. And so there were two combinations. They had Dillard at left tackle with Raidens at left guard, which is the combination that we've seen since pretty early in week two when Skaronsky was already out with his appendectomy and Xavier Newman got pulled because he was terrible. And the second pairing or the other pairing was Nicholas Petit Frere back from gambling suspension at left tackle, last year's inc incumbent right tackle, and Peter Skaronsky at left guard. Now, don't know what that means exactly, you know. Uh, you know, doesn't guarantee a change by any means. Haven't seen who's, you know, lining up with team, uh, first team, and we won't see that. But at least Lens some credence to the idea that a change could be afoot when the Titans could have a new left side to their offensive line in Indianapolis. If Skronsky makes it through the practice week and there's no reason to believe he won't, he'll be back at left guard. Um, there's no indication that he's going to tackle, which is one of the options a lot of people were rooting for here in a change. So does the left tackle change? Well, Chris Hubbard's done a pretty good job on the right. He's had a lot of help, but it's been, you know, an honorable job that he's done out there as the guy brought in to fill in for NPF. So then if you have NPF and Dillard, NPF hasn't played any right tackle in the NFL, hasn't worked much that I could recall from last year as, as the left tackle, maybe a little bit in early practices just as the rotation to have everybody ready for everything but i don't remember much if any but he did play left tackle during some of his time at ohio state could that change be coming i know a lot of people would welcome it and give it a chance don't think that mpf is automatically a save could will very well be better than andre dillard uh, which isn't a hard line to step over but um you know, was not terrific last year, showed promise and, and progress, but 
um, you know, wasn't widely talked about because we were so busy with Daly, who was terrible, and with Brewer, who had a rough time at left guard, now doing better at center. NPF did not look good during training camp and in the preseason when he's playing lower down the pecking order because they knew he was going to be suspended for the first six games, which got reduced to four games in a completely unfair change of the rules after he served more than the two games, which it would now be a suspension for. So we'll be keeping our eyes out on that. Has Andre Dillard played his way out of the lineup? Sure seems like he's worthy of being out of the lineup. Uh, but the Titans are not generally quick to change. And I would agree that a month is not quick, but it's not their style. So we shall see. Also a sponsor of this show is Jasper's, a fine restaurant and bar on West End Avenue between downtown and midtown. Great drinks, great food, great time. Go there, play free pop shot, air hockey, bunch of fun games, free of charge while you wait on your food. You can play with your kid. You can play with your date. You can play with your spouse. Or you can sit around, have a nice conversation uh, while you wait. You can park for free which is a huge bonus for any place anywhere near their neighborhood. Menu's excellent. Cuban sandwich, bolognese, two of my favorites. Have anything you want to drink. Uh, great place for a business lunch, family dinner, date dinner, um, anything you like. Place is incredibly versatile, like uh, the players that the Titans favor the most. Can't recommend it highly enough. Get off your keister. Head over to Jasper's on West End between downtown and midtown. Some notes that I wanted to cover here. Anthony Richardson has a 5.7 yard rushing average on 23 carries. That's three more carries than Tajay Spears has for the Titans. He's uh, a little bit better at 6.1 yards per carry. But there are plenty of designed runs for Richardson, who's going to be a problem for the Titans. Now, as a quarterback, he's as many of us expended, uh, suspect, suspected he would be, especially early. He's awfully inaccurate. He's completing 56.9% of his throws. The Titans uh, stopping the run has a whole another additional element to it with Taylor due back and Richardson running designed runs. Got to stop that run, and you've got to make Richardson throw because he's so undependable. Um, and inaccurate. Make him throw, um, and keep keep track of him because he's you know able to scramble, obviously, as well. Uh, we talked about NPF there. Uh, I'd be curious what people would vote for there. I think everybody wants Dillard out of the lineup, um, and Braden's. Uh, is obviously out of the lineup. And I don't think Raidens is a, a good alternative to go to tackle. His pass blocking has been roughly as poor. His pass blocking has been roughly as poor as um, Dillard's. Um, and so I think Raidens best serves this team as the first man off the bench, given what the roster looks like. Right now, the Titans are 11 and 2 in October since 2020. That's a winning percentage of 84.6, and it's the NFL's best. The losses 
Anybody got guesses on the two October losses? How's your memory? I have no memory. I, I, I could have told you one of them. October 3rd, 2021 at the Jets in overtime to Zach Wilson. His first win as an NFL quarterback. Wins are not a quarterback stat. He led his team to a victory. Matt Amendola with a 22-yard field goal in overtime. The other Titans October loss since 2022, October 25th, 2022, to the Steelers at Nissan Stadium, down 27-7. The Titans rallied in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. A.J. Brown had a long touchdown, maybe 73 yards. Derrick Henry had a touchdown run, but he could not get uh, – the Titans could not close and get there. I think both of those games – not positive about the Jets, ended 27-24. So the Titans, um, two three-point losses in October as they've gone 11-2 and two since 2020. Can they keep up a great October month? It starts at Indianapolis on um, Sunday, and then they're going to London for a home game against the Ravens that will be a big challenge. The tight end blocking was so much better against the Bengals. It, it seemed like a motivated group that had really been challenged to do better. Chigakonkwo said, we definitely got into them. Um, he told me he remembers when he finally had the game that everything clicked for him and that it made him a lot looser and got him a lot more opportunities. We can see a similar path now, presumably, for Josh Wiley, who was really lost in the preseason uh, and looked like he was just underwater. Um, and I thought it might take him until at least midseason to kind of uh, surface from underwater and, and catch his breath. He had a good game on uh, – on, against the Bengals, caught the touchdown pass from Derrick Henry, um, had a big pass from Tannehill up the middle when they had three passes in a row that really got them going offensively and and made some blocks, uh, had an aggressive mindset, and was a better blocker at this stage than I, I, I thought he would be. Trevon Wesco, who had not played well, said uh, he trusted his training he hadn't been down on himself, and he figured that hard work would pay off eventually. Very much uh, reciting Vrabel mantras there uh, and got some results. I asked Ryan Tannehill about Josh Wiley's breakout game and the tight end blocking in general, which now includes Kevin Rader uh, in the group. Here's what Tannehill had to say. Yeah, I'd love to see Josh build on, on Sunday. You know, made some plays for us. Um, you know, seeing him come along in practice as the, as the weeks have gone on, as he's gotten healthy. And, uh, you know, it's great to see him have success in the game and made some huge plays. So uh, he's a talented guy. He's long. He's athletic. Um, if we can get him the ball, it's going to be a good thing for us. You think the tight end blocking took a, took a big step on Sunday and, and showed where it could really get? Yeah, I think our blocking as a whole, you know, took a step forward. You know, you look at what the tight ends did, what the offensive line did, had receivers finishing down the field. Uh, it was more uh, of the, the way we want to play as far as physical finish. Um, you know, just being being a team that's going to play until the whistle and, and finishing those blocks down the field, trying to keep the ball carrier clean all the way down the field. You know, you look at this team, they were playing a team that's going to try to hunt the ball. You see them punching at the ball, raking at the ball, 
you know, so it's going to be crucial that we can keep our guys off of the ball carrier and, um, and finish those blocks. Titans need to play with more consistency, consistency, obviously, consistency week to week. It starts there with the blocking, not just from the tight ends, but like Tannehill was talking about across the board. They've got to play a block better for the offense across the board. That yields dividends from Henry, yields dividends from Tannehill, um, and it keeps them both healthy also. One number to, to keep an eye on, Tannehill's yards per attempt, right? So week one, 5.8. Then it grew to 7.7 for the season after the Chargers game, dipped to 6.6 after the awful showing in Cleveland. And then after a great 9.6 game against the Bengals, it's at 7.3. Decent, decent placement among the league quarterbacks. Keep an eye on that. It tells you the Titans are pushing the ball downfield despite their woes um, in, in some of these games passing wise. A reminder to join Zen Sports, download the app, use TN Paul. If you're not a member of my site, bet $10, get a free membership here. Terrific. And if you are a member of my site, if you put $250 in your account, they'll match the $250 in your account, provided you use the same email address there that you use here. Zen Sports, you get 5% back of, uh, of what you bet in the first 15 days and up to 3% back of everything you bet moving forward from there. It's a great deal. Also, be sure if you're in Nashville to visit Jasper's. Great restaurant between downtown and midtown. I'm Paul Kuharski from paulkuharski.com. Don't block the box and be sure, please, 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 to lock your lock.